We welcome you to the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. Isn't God good? I said, isn't God good? Isn't God great? Isn't God awesome? He's in this house today. Amen. He's in my temple. How about yours? Glory to God. God is good and he's faithful. He's awesome in all of his ways. We have a teaching today uh, and it starts out with a question. And we're going to pray, and then I'm going to tell you what that question is. And I pray that all the believers out there that are listening around the world are getting excited because they're getting ready to hear what Jesus has to say. We welcome you to the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. That's who we believe in. We aren't ashamed of it. We're going to keep mentioning his name in in our last breath, Jesus. They cut out my tongue. I'll figure out a way to write his name. Amen. But they can't take it out of my heart. They can't take it out of my heart. And I want to spread the good news of Jesus Christ all around the world. So, Lord, I come to you, and I come in agreement only with the body of Christ out there that's listening. I have no agreement with those that worship Baal. I have no agreement with those that don't believe that you're the Son of God. I come into agreement with those that are the servants of the Most High God. And our agreement is that Jesus, you be glorified. And our agreement is that the church open their ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying in this moment and in this hour. We thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We ask that you would save the lost through the preaching of the Word. Lord, and we ask God today that you would heal the sick, give sight to the blind, set the captive free, and strengthen your body. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. And the church of Jesus Christ can only say amen in agreement. We're going to speak a question, as I said earlier, and the question is, do you compromise? Oh, your answer, don't answer too quick now. Do you compromise? Now, I'm talking to the believers of Jesus Christ, those that are already born again. I know you lost people are compromising. You're compromising, and if you don't give your life to Jesus Christ, you have a destiny that you need to take time and think about. And that eternity, that destiny, we're all going to die. When we're born to die, really. We're born. God allots us day by day time here on earth. But we're all going to face death. And we need to stop and think, glory to God, no matter how young or how old we are, that there is an eternity. And if you don't know Christ, you're going to hell. And if you do know Christ and you keep following Christ and you commit your life to him, then your eternity is going to be in a place where there's no more pain, no more temptation, no more suffering. Glory to God, you're going to be able to worship Jesus face to face in a place the Bible calls heaven. And that's where we would desire all man to go. We desire that no one perishes in a place called hell. But I'm just telling you the truth. If you don't serve Jesus, you're in the greatest compromise of all. You're compromising your soul in its eternity. But compromise in the dictionary means this. Find a middle ground. Meditate and bend the truth to fit your needs. Truth can't be compromised. Do you hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying? I'm going to turn in the Word of God to Matthew. Set 5, verse 17 through 20. The Word of God cannot be 
compromised. You cannot bend. If you bend it, if you try and find a middle ground, then you're in compromise. The truth is the truth. Matthew 5, 17 through 20. Think not that I am come to destroy the law. These are Jesus' words. Or prophets. I am not come to destroy but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, Till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law. That means the word of God. Till all be fulfilled. Now Jesus fulfilled the law when he died on the cross. That doesn't mean that we're to run around and break it. He fulfilled it. I'm not teaching on that today. I just interject that. I want you to know by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, let him show you if you have any compromise in your life. Verse 19, whosoever therefore shall break one of the least commandments and shall teach men. Now listen, and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Why is that? Because they didn't compromise the word of God. They didn't just get up and teach everybody what they were supposed to do. Jesus is watching those teachers and preachers too. Amen. Even if you're not a fivefold minister, everybody in the body of Christ is to teach the word of God wherever you go and to teach the commandments of the Lord. But Jesus is watching every word we say. He is considers it compromise if we just teach it and don't do it. That's one way you compromise the word. And we'll look at some other ways. We don't want to be there. If we're going to teach it, then we need to do it. If we aren't doing it, then don't teach it. Learn to do it first, then teach it. And check in verse 20, For I say unto you, again, I remind you these are Jesus' words, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. What was he talking about? He was talking about these scribes and Pharisees that, that taught, the word of God in the Old Testament is what they had back then. And they taught it, but they didn't do it. Amen? And he was saying, if your righteousness, church, does not exceed this kind of righteousness, what's he saying? You'll in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus knew that they twisted the word. They took, the Pharisees and scribes took, this is another way to compromise. They, they took the word of God, caused it to be sometimes often half-truths, compromised that word. They took it and they twisted it, or they took it out of context in order their motive was to get self-gain. That's another way that you compromise. Now, I don't want to compromise in any way. I want to know and understand what God says about compromise. I want to teach truth. I want to do the truth. Amen. And I don't want to take the word of God out of, comprom out of context. I don't want to take it and use it for my own means, which a lot of people do. For instance, I'll give you an example that the Holy Spirit is bringing to me. A lot of men take the scriptures. A lot of husbands on this earth, they take the scriptures. God help them wake up, repent. Right now, if you're one of them listening, you take those scriptures that Jesus talks about the wife submitting to the husband, and you turn and you forget the scripture above it in Ephesians that says, submit yourself to each other. 
But you just kind of put that on the shelf and you kind of just zero in on that scripture that says that little precious handmaiden, your wife that's been given to you, needs to just be a doormat and follow you and do anything and everything you say. You take that holy word and you use it for your own convenience. You're just like the scribes. You're just like the Pharisees. You're twisting it. And you're using the holy word of God against that woman to get self-gain, to manipulate her. Now, you just take that, and you just chew that. And if you don't like that, you take it to God, and the Holy Ghost is going to tell you that that's the facts. That's compromise. That's a form of it. Sometimes we don't fully understand. That's why this, this teaching is so important. How we do compromise. When we better know, we better be awake, and we better be aware because of Jesus' warnings right there. You better have, except you have, except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of these scribes and Pharisees. You shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Boy, compromise. Half-truth, taking the word out of contact, using truth to control other people for self-gain. Goes on all the time. Jesus sees it, Jesus will judge it, and Jesus will do exactly what he says he will do. We better get the fear of God. If we begin to lose the fear of God and begin to justify our sin, we're self-righteous hypocrites. We're pretending to be something that we're not. God loves us enough to make us take a look at our condition. Acts chapter 1 and 1. Jesus says something here. Really spoke to my heart this morning with this scripture. Light came, hallelujah. The light of God came and shined brightly. And I said, thank you, Jesus, for showing me. Uh, chapter 1 in the book of Acts, verse 1. This never really stood out to me before. Just read on down, love the book of Acts, but here it is, the light came. The last part of the verse, the first part says, The former treaties have I made of the in us of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. He taught, but he did it. He taught it, but he also did it. There was no compromise in Jesus Christ. He never used the word of God to his advantage, yet he was God in flesh. He could have called down 10,000 angels, but if he'd have done that, he would have been compromising. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you see the light? He would have been compromising, even though he had the right to. Even though the father never would have stopped loving him, he would have compromised the will of God. He would have went against what the, the prophecies had already been written through Isaiah and many other prophets about what the Son of Man had to go through. He was telling us, I teach it and I do it, even all the way unto death. Whew, what a Lord and what a Savior. Are we doing this? Or do we have compromise in our life in the smallest, littlest, bittiest way? How else do you compromise? When God tells you to do something and you make up excuses. Ah, glory to God. 
and figure out and reason it out or go your own way. The Spirit of the Lord is speaking to our hearts today. He wants us to have no compromise in our life. He's warning us. He's admonishing us. He's teaching us. He's saying, ah, it's time for me through the written word to examine you. How much, how much love is that? That's great love. I'm glad my God loves me enough to admonish me, correct me, rebuke me, chasten me if I need it, and get me back on that narrow path. Because so quickly, come on church, let's be honest, so quickly do we get off that holy path. And the highway to heaven is a holy way. And it's a narrow way. And few there be that find it. Well, we want to find it. There's people out there in the nations. You are dedicated. Satan hates you. You're a threat through Jesus Christ to the kingdom of God. Yet God knows the battles. Hallelujah. And he knows where you are. And if you start to drift off that holy path one little bit, he's a jealous God. He's going to come back with a word like this. And he's going to say, wake up. Wake up. You're going to sleep spiritually. You've begun to compromise without even knowing what you're doing. And he's the best daddy. I cry, Abba, Father. Because he's the best father. We're his child. And when we start doing wrong, he's going to come and he's going to open our eyes and he's going to correct us. And he's going to say, you've got the choice. I've shown you what you're doing now. What are you going to do with it? You're compromising. You're compromising. Don't do that. Be obedient, children, and I'll bless you. I'll use you and you will glorify me. And you'll be transformed into my likeness. Hallelujah. Jesus both taught and did wonderful scripture take it to your heart meditate upon it say lord do it through me amen are you compromising in any of these ways go to romans 2 as we begin to wrap this little teaching up romans 2 21 through 29 speak to us lord thou therefore which teachest another teachest thou not thyself Thou that preaches a man should not steal, do you steal? Now, I, I want to stop right there. How would a Christian, how would a saint of God steal? I'd have to think about Malachi chapter 3. I don't think the Christian would be going down to the bank and stealing. I don't think they'd be in Walmart or some store, whatever nation you're in. You may not even know what a Mar Walmart is. It's a big store over here in this country. It's a big, 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 big store. I don't think we'd go in there and steal items. So what is he saying? Do we get up and teach don't steal, but yet we rob God in the house? Do we rob God from tithes and offerings? Do we do such a thing as that? Jesus is saying you tell other people don't do it. And he's saying, do you teach this? And yet, do you steal? Only God knows. Verse 22. Thou that sayest a man should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? Thou that abhorrest idols, dost thou commit sacrilege? That means, do you have idols in your life? Verse 23. Thou that makest thy boast of the law, through breaking the law, dishonor, don't you dishonor God? Amen. Woo, I hear the Spirit of the Lord, my Lord, my, my, my. Verse 24, for the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you as it is written. 
Evil influences bring a reproach on God. Amen? Do we have other idols in our life? Are we in spiritual adultery? See, we may not be in natural adultery. We may be married to a man or to a woman. And we may not be going out laying with another man or a woman. But God doesn't just talk about adultery in the Bible thinking about genders. He also, are we in spiritual adultery? Have we gone away from him? Verse 24, for the name of God is blasphemed amongst Gentiles. That means, do we use his name lightly amongst the heathen? Do we bring a reproach by the way we live? Do we tell others not to do this, but yet we go do it? This is a good teaching. This is from the Lord. Verse 25, for circumcision verily profiteth. If thou keep the law, but if thou be a breaker of the law, thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. Therefore, if the uncircumcision keepeth the righteousness of the law, shall not his uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? <laughs> In other words, if you break one commandment of the law, the word of God says you've broken them all. We have to repent when we break a law, when we go against God. Amen? We want our heart circumcised. We don't want a divided heart. We don't see a divided heart, uh, a double-minded man's unstable in all of their ways. One day they're on fire for God, following righteousness, and the next day they're not. Something's wrong in the heart. So let's get it right. Let's let God get in there, repent, and get it right. We need to be obedient before the Gentiles. Amen? We don't need to be Gentiles or the lost. Lost people are listening to this, and a lot of them aren't getting saved because they see Christians are telling people what not to do and what to do, yet they've got sin in their life. And this shouldn't be. Verse 28, For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision which was outward in the flesh. He's talking about the circumcision of your heart. In verse 29, he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. If you do that, then you're not in compromise. If your heart is right, if your conscience is right, if you keep and guard your heart, like the Word of God says to, if you're keeping yourself upright before God, if you're repenting when you need to repent, and you're not getting up and going and doing it again and again and again and again and again, if your heart is truly circumcised towards the Lord, then you will not try and deny issues in your life that are not yet pure. You'll be before the Lord saying Lord don't give up on me Lord help me circumcise this heart bring me into that place of explicit obedience to the word of God that I not only teach but that Jesus you live through me and you teach and you do it hallelujah to the Lamb of God is there compromise in your life are you the manager of your own time compromise can be Without us even realizing what it is. We manage, we become the master of anything. Then we're in compromise in God's eyes. Because he's not only to be the savior, but the Lord of our life. We compromise when we disobey God's instructions daily. And do it our way. 
when we manage our own time, when we make our own decisions, when we live unto ourselves? Are you submitted to godly authority? So many of God's people are ramrods, mavericks, and they'll go around and say, I submit to God only, and I not submit to godly authority. Who are they to think that they have rule over me? Compromise. Trying to build the kingdom their way. Their kingdom will fall because it's not God's. Are you in submission to godly authority? I really feel like the Spirit of the Lord is closing the broadcast with that question. Let the questions of God provoke you to think, to get alone with God, to find out what God thinks of you. How does he see your spiritual walk? Is your heart being circumcised? Is all the world being taken out? Is one idol after another coming down? Or are you building idols again? Are you building up idols again? You may know God, you may love God, you may walk with him, but there may be issues in your life that you really don't want to let go of, things that you like to have control of. Most people in America like to have control of their money. They like to tell God how much they can afford to give. He's not master of their money. Americans have this flaw. You need to pray for us over here in the nations, please, in this nation. Because we, we live in a nation that probably has more idols in it than you, yours. Idolatry of greed and covetousness, we're surrounded with it. Selfishness exceeds so many times in a Christian's life. So please pray for the bride and the, of Christ in the United States of America. We need lots of prayer. Jesus is about to bring down our idols, covetousness. He's about to do it because he loves us. And the bride will survive, and they'll be cleansed, and they'll be on fire for God. There'll be a remnant come out of that fire for Jesus' sake. He loves you. Father, in the name of your Son, I thank you for those that listened all the way to the end. I thank you for those that have taken heed to what the Spirit has said, and they're going to get alone with you, your people, and they're going to find out if there's any compromise. And some of them have never looked at compromise in this way. Lord, I thank you for exposing the many avenues that compromise can get into our life. Lord, I pray that your mercy, and I know it will, be extended in your grace to all those that sincerely come to you, crying out, Lord, forgive me. Lord, help me. Lord, change me. Lord, deliver me. Lord, I need you. Lord, I'm sorry. And really a sincere repentance is going to get up and not go run right back to that sin. Jesus told that woman at the well, yes, you've spoken rightly and you've been in sin, but your sins are forgiven. Go and sin no more. I thank you for listening to what Jesus had to say to you today out of the heart of love. His mercy is great. It endureth forever. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us, and then he's going to give us grace to give us his power and his strength to do it his way. Him through you. He loves you. Keep speaking the name of Jesus. Don't ever stop speaking the name of Jesus. It's a universal word that has power. 
God bless you. He loves you. Follow him closely. He's coming soon.